The Bible Study Podcast, episode 383. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Psalms with Psalm 42. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. I may have made a few references to this psalm accidentally as I was doing the psalm last week, Psalm 41, as we talked about a dry place, as I talked about California coming out of a drought, well, hopefully coming out of a drought, but being in a four-year drought. It reminded me of the dryness spiritually that we can go through, which is what this particular psalm addresses. And this is not a psalm of David. This is apparently a mascal of the sons of Korah a fairly well-known psalm, and it starts like this. As a deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for you, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God, under the protection of the Mighty One, with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. The writer of this psalm finds himself in a dry time. I'm seeing this psalm a little differently this week just because I'm currently going through the book of the Screwtape Letters again, the book by C.S. Lewis. And if you're not familiar with that book, it's a classic book in Christian writing, and it is a fictional book because it is C.S. Lewis trying to put himself in the mind of some of the minions of the evil one, and it is an elder demon screw tape writing to a lower demon, his nephew Wormwood, and giving him instructions about how to corrupt a new believer. And one of the things that he writes about is that to try and make sure that he doesn't understand that our lives as humans, our lives as people, go through cycles that there are times that are high times and there are times that are lows. And to make him think that when he goes through a time in his faith that is a dry time, when he goes through a time that is not a mountaintop experience, that he is the only one that's ever happened to, and that that is not at all a natural thing. But that's not the reality of the situation. The reality of the situation is that God lets us go through times that are drier, that God lets us go through times where we need sometimes to put one foot in front of the other in our faith with integrity and act out our faith even when our emotions don't feel that way. And that's true in a lot of our relationships. If you think about it, my wife and I just celebrated 33 years of marriage. And one of the ways you celebrate 33 years of marriage is you stay married. And you stay married the days that you are madly, deeply in love with one another And you stay married the days when you are not. And that there will be days when you're just really pissed off at each other. And there will be days when the romance is not there. But part of the beauty of that relationship is being faithful to it through all of that. And so the writer finds himself in a time when he's not feeling it. A time when he is longing for the presence of God. And he says he is longing for it like a deer pants for streams of water. He is looking for it with a thirst that cannot be quenched with anything else. And he's looking at it in a time when when all he has to eat is tears. When everyone around him looks to him and say, how can you believe in God if that's happening to you? 
Now, no one ever looks at us during the good times and says, certainly you must believe in God because that is happening to you, or at least that is much more rare than those who look at us in times of sorrow and say, how, how, oh, how can you believe in God? And the writer remembers a time that was different from this. How I used to go to the house of God, how I used to be filled with shouts of praise and joy, and among the festive throng, how it used to be a party, but it's not like that right now. And the writer continues, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me, therefore I will remember you from the land of Jordan, in the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mazar. Deep calls to deep. In the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. So the psalmist turns inward and says, asks himself the question, why so downcast? Why so disturbed? Why are you fretting so? Why so many tears? He says to himself, put your hope in God. The praise will come back. All the feelings that you have will come back. But what you need to do now, what you need to do is put your hope in God. And I like the way he says, deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. And I like that because remember, we started this with, as a deer pants for streams of water. So, so very thirsty. And yet now we're talking about roars of waterfalls and waves and breakers covering us over. I think of the contemporary Christian song, Open Up the Floodgates of Love, that as the writer is looking forward and putting his hope in God, he is not just hoping for a drink, but he is expecting that he will be just bowled over with a tidal wave of God's love waterfalls and waves and breakers of God's love sweeping over him. By day the Lord directs his love, at night his song is within me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony, and my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Even within this psalm, there is this rhythm that moves away from and then back to God, that moves towards despair and then back to God, that moves towards dryness and then towards tidal waves of God's love that moves towards being downcast and yet comes back to God with praise. Twice within the psalm, we see the psalmist look to himself and say, Why so downcast? Why are you giving up hope? You know where hope comes from. Put your hope in God. And he says, For yet I will praise him. Praises will come again. If you find yourself in a dry and weary land, in a dry and weary time, I pray that you will, this week, put your hope in God, for praises will come.
With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com or follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Hey friends, Nicole Eunice here from the How to Study the Bible podcast. I want to invite you to experience a fresh look at the story of Joseph and what it means for you today. Life can totally throw us for a loop, whether it's your family or your marriage, work, church, or something else entirely. Maybe you have found yourself in a season that you never would have expected and that you certainly wouldn't have signed up for. In this six-week Bible study together, we're going to talk about the biblical story of Joseph, a man who lived an unexpected life and trusted God through it all. We'll talk about the blessings he experienced, the promises God keeps, the way that tests of our character can actually refine our faith. We'll talk about patience. We'll talk about loss. Absolutely talk about redemption. So come join us for the six-week series over on the How to Study the Bible podcast. Can't wait to dive in with you.